0: episode number 128 this is greg duncan this is josh garverick and it's just us again josh i know i'm starting to get a complex about this <laughs> you
1: know first martin now everybody else i mean
0: yeah i i, I don't know what's well I, I i have to thank you for being available not that i'm bashing all the other hosts because oh, everybody's got something going on but you. uh it's definitely our i'm sure our audience thinks you too <laughs> Because listening to me drone on for 30 minutes, I, I'm sure that's what everybody's looking for this time of year. Hey, you'd be surprised.
1: Get some survey monkeys <laughs> out there, you know, get some results. I bet you you'd find out Uh, find out a lot more. They love uh, you. Everyone loves you. <laughs> I'll pay you later. Yeah. <laughs> Keep saying it. <laughs> oh, wait, we're doing this for free. I, Damn it. Yeah, right. I accept <laughs> scotch and Xbox Ones. <laughs> Oh, yeah.
0: I I hear you. Okay. So um, what we're going to do today in the show is we're going to do a little bit of news. You know, everything's getting quiet this time of year. And then we have to do what everybody else in the known universe is doing and doing a look back. Uh, Because we have to, I think it's in the podcasters and show producers contract that this time of year, everybody does a look back. Um, but first, we're going to do the news, and uh, the first item we have a blog post from Brian Harry, who does a look back <laughs> on the past year and some of the accomplishments that the team has made. It's kind of amazing how much they have done this year. We've talked about this all the darn time, but uh,
1: yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a formidable list, and there's no signs of slowing down. Uh, it, it's funny that you know you, our first news item is a is a retrospective on 2016 during a show that's a retrospective of 2016. <laughs> I, I think I think we've had our inception moment. <laughs> Thank you all for for listening.
0: We're done. We're, We're done. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I mean,
0: um, but yeah, I'm scrolling through the timelines of all the releases. It's just. I think I've said this before, you know, I've got my new guy, uh, my new uh, team member joining us who's, uh has who's been doing an awesome stand-up job getting stuff like installed and running and, and crap. I love having him on the team, but uh, he's going through these books, and, and, you know, the, these 2015 books, and he's standing up a 2017, the server, and he's like, what should I read? Like, well, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> because these books, oh, this is, you know, update two. This is update one. this Oh, yeah, it's a lot changed from this one. It's like, oh, yeah, no, that's out of date. Oh, no, that's out of date. Oh, no, that's changed. Oh, no, the UI is totally different. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, if you're not following it, like, every day, it's hard to, it's, hell, it's, even if you are following it every day, it's hard to keep up.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I agree.
0: But I guess there could be worse things in life, huh?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You could, uh, <laughs> you could end up wor- worrying about whether or not you're going to owe uh, Oracle money for using Java. <laughs>
0: I read that yesterday, I think. I was (laughs) like, oh, wow, that's cool. Uh, I had to install, you know, speaking of which, I had to install the um, Oracle uh, Java Runtime environment today on my build machines because I'm integrating SonarCube. uh Since we talked about it last week, um, Oscar stood me up a new server. And uh, so we now have a fully running sonar cube server i installed the scanners set it up on our nightly build so now we're doing sonar cube like for realish nice
1: that's awesome and that's
0: pretty cool and and speaking of that what what they just released like a couple days ago is the v2 version of the sonar cube visual studio team services and tfs extension
1: that they did and, and it's interesting because initially it came you know, for free out of the box for free, I suppose, with an asterisk, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's open to interpretation. Um, but yeah, now Sonar is actually taking that on and maintaining that themselves. And um, they've they've put out this new extension and the old tasks still show up, but they'll show up as deprecated. The, the task description will actually have deprecated in the verbiage. So it's easy to identify and it's something that should help you um, move things along to, to getting the latest and greatest bits from, from Sonar for those tasks.
0: You know, I, I got to tell you, I did not install it on the server running as a service or anything. But from my – because that's why we have Oscar. Oscar handles all that stuff right. for us. But uh, uh, everybody ha- should have an Oscar. Every team should have one or more Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually listens to the show too and he'll probably throw some stuff at me. But uh, uh, from implementing the tasks, you know, I downloaded the the uh, extension from the Marketplace. Mm-hmm installed it uh created the service point or the endpoint, sorry and, and put the tasks in and it really just it just worked it was in, entirely too easy to set this up from a you know tfs vsts side
1: mm-hmm. it's it, it's very as they say stupid simple
0: yeah uh, uh, as- i mean yeah you know, i been talking about it before and it's always looked like it was hard and painful and maybe previous versions were, and not now I'm just, you know, spoiled, but, uh, wow. Just easy.
1: Yeah. I mean, the only, the only thing you couldn't possibly run into some issues with is cherry picking some of the, um, some of the rules. Mm -hmm. But I mean that, that kind of has to be done anyways, I think to make sure that you're getting a read on exactly what you
0: want to analyze. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a necessary evil in some respects. And, and the Sonar Lint actually connects to the server and will download those rules to each of the clients when they're running it, right? They're running in Visual Studio. Mm-hmm,
1: exactly. Okay, Awesome.
0: In a word, awesome. So uh, what else is happening? Have we had any um, upgrade news?
1: Upgrade news. There's always upgrade news. In <laughs> fact, there happens to be something right here. Ramandeep Singh has a post about doing an in-place upgrade to TFS 2017 release to web, with reporting and SharePoint. So it's kind of the best of all worlds, really. You're upgrading, you're getting, you're getting your uh, reporting, you're getting your SharePoint stuff. Life is great. nice,
0: and there's like a million screenshots here, all the different steps doing the new code search mm-hmm. and installing Java. <laughs>
1: <Wow>. Wait, what? <laughs> I must have missed that stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know that I, you're kidding, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Martin and I have had some shows out, uh, throw some crap out there. It's like, what? I'm like, you're kidding, right? It's like, no, I'm not kidding. What the hell are you talking about, right? It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a safe bet to say anything coming out of my mouth is usually you know, wildly inaccurate at best. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, so if you're looking to do an upgrade and he starts with what I kind of, well, no, I, I guess it's actually relatively standard. It's uh wind server 2012 R2. Uh, he's starting from a SQL 2016 RTM, but uh, that's pretty, I would assume pretty standard. Now I'm, my in place one, we're on Windows Server 2008, so we could do 2014, mm-hmm. SQL Server 2014, yep. but uh like we said, I think we're going to stand up a new server, entirely new server, and do it do it right.
1: Yeah, that's sometimes it's the best approach. Just you know, cut it off and throw a new one in, and away you go.
0: Yeah. So we've been talking about the Dev Test Labs. So I saw this post from Gary Gruer uh, talking about Dev Test Labs large scale consideration. You know, doing onesie twosies is always easy. It's, it's when you do it like big. That you really have to think about it. So I, I thought this was a nice post, you know, um, planning capacity, you know, understanding the limits, uh, you know, determining the subscriptions, the networking, and the security of that. I think that's the one that scares me more than anything. Not scares me, but.
1: Yeah, it's an impediment. It's it's definitely something that um, you kind of take for granted if you're you know you're using your 150 bucks a month of, of Azure credits with your MSDN and you're like hey let's spin this up and you know snapping your fingers and doing all kinds of weird gestures and you know, making things try to look cool. But when you actually get in there and like our I mean my company is a prime example of this. We've got express route we've got um, a bunch of different you know regulatory concerns and well I think that's most anywhere anymore but um, having to keep in mind how you construct resource groups and how you let the traffic traverse across networks and, and how you know even as far down as you know how do you want to designate specific subnets I and mean, there's lots of different ways to classify it and I think that this post helps kind of put it in perspective of uh, my god. <laughs> There's a lot to think about when you're looking at, at uh, DTL at scale. Um, yeah. So you know, hats off to this. This is a good post.
0: Also, speaking of the the, the DTL, we've got a post from Elizabeth Mayer and on how to automate the adding of a lab user to DevTest Labs. And she shows the ARM template and, and all the deals and the role assignments and resources and properties, deploying the template uh at, adding the user via PowerShell or the Azure command line interface. Again, if you're in this kind of role, sounds like this would be a good post to check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. How many people, you're using Dev Test Labs, right? Yes. And how many people do you have using it, if you can share that? Um, at the
1: moment, not a bunch. Uh, we're trying to kind of drive adoption for that, but also trying to keep in mind that we're, our primary concern is to, to actually get a lot of the platform stuff done first. Mm-hmm. So the DevTest Labs is is being used, but it's not a primary concern. So it's kind of fallen onto the secondary side. But I've got you know, a handful of people who go in there and use that um, either for uh, team integration spots or um, or for just POCing things and doing developer VDI. So we've got a, a couple of different use cases going on there.
0: Cool. Another story that I saw like today, um, published just yesterday, from. Oh, you, you even coached me on this. No, I can do this one. I could do I it. I have faith. Hamid Shaheed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did this great post. It, it, actually, the, the, the title of the post was misleading. It's like the title of the post is sending email notification from uh, VSTS slash TFS build. And I thought he was just going to talk about the extensions that are in the marketplace because that's what I'm currently using. But he doesn't. He does as much better as he actually teaches you how to fish. Mm-hmm. Um, in this post, reading from it, the, in this post, we will create a VSTS build task that allows us sending emails to the build requester. Build tasks are Node.js based. So to create a new build task, you, you need to get these following things installed. And he actually goes through all of the steps on how to create. This simple uh, "Hello World" kind of send an email task uh, from scaffolding it, you know, running the 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 TFX command line environment, you know, build, create to editing the task JSON, um, all the 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 npm stuff. I just thought this was awesome. This is a great post. If you ever thought about writing your own VSTS or TFS extensions,
1: yeah, he did a very good job of making this extraordinarily thorough. So. Again, hats off to that because um, the more information we have like that out there, the better.
0: Yeah. So I want to do a hats off. Gordon, unfortunately, couldn't join us today. But uh, last show, I think I talked about the uh, Windows Explorer, Fire Explorer trick that I found. Uh, Stephen Smith with, shared it. Um, Gordon dug it, but he couldn't use it because he needed to run in his environment. He had to run basically he was living in admin mode. So every time you use it, just a Windows Explorer, you go to a directory and you type in CMD, you're doing it under your context, not as an administrator context. Uh-huh. Gordon, being the dev that he is, said, you know what, screw this. He wrote a little utility called admin that took in, you know, the, the next command as a parameter and elevated the privileges on it and ran it at his administrator. So instead of CMD, you type admin space CMD, and it would create the command prompt in admin mode. Oh,
1: Gordon, you inventive devil.
0: <laughs> and he shared the source too. And the source was not complicated, as you can understand. Anybody who's done a, a shell execute and code and you know, done that. But it's just, it, I didn't even think about that. He's all like, oh, yeah, I can knock this out. You know, I was like, stupid Greg sharing something I can't use. I'll <laughs> fix this. And uh, just knocked out the code and put it out on GitHub. Nice. That's awesome. And it just kind of opens up, ooh, what else could I do doing that? The possibility,
1: oh. the possibilities, and potential for damage are
0: endless. <laughs> uh, one of our, you know, one of our favorite magazines is not MSDN Magazine, as you might think. Um, it's the .Net Curry Magazine, and, and they just had a new post uh, that I wanted to make sure that we called out because of the Visual Studio and VSTS articles. Do you ever look at a DNC Mag? Josh? Not often.
1: Not often enough, I can tell you that much. There's a lot of really great
0: content in here. Oh, yeah. And the magazine's like professional looking, mm-hmm. and it's free. It's, in this edition, they have um, a good, if you're trying to introduce people, what is this VSTS thing? There's an article for that. Test Hub Enhancements in VSTS. How to create a VSTS extension that uses Azure functions. So it's kind of like a serverless VSTS extension. Um, and the code quality tools that are available in um, Visual Studio 2015. And it's all free in this magazine. You just have to go and get the PDF.
1: Wow, that's awesome.
0: One thing I wanted to make sure we called out is the, the DNC, the Curry team, during I think it was the MVP summit, had a uh, meetup with Seth on Channel 9. And you guys all know the Channel 9 stuff that I do. So this like brings my... Radio TFS and my DNC stuff and my Channel 9 stuff all together and for a a little 8 minute video that you can see them in person and see the people behind that cool magazine.
1: Did you have a little moment of panic when you're like oh my god all of my worlds are coming together? (laughs) What if they find out? (laughs) Yeah, I hope they don't
0: talk to each other. Oh shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Boy that Greg Duncan he really has a a serious asshole switch.
0: (laughs) Shut up. The flag. the flag is set to one. It's <laughs> a <The> feature flag. <laughs> it's not a switch. Um, so I, I had to, last show, you guys all remember, you guys, you guys and gals. I know there's gals out there. Angela, I, I know you're going to give me crap for that. Uh, but I mentioned about the process template customization, and I thought it was the d one. And, and darn if I wasn't right. Back on episode fifty-seven, we talked about the Dungeon and Dragon process template, as well as the Tech Ed session that talked about it. And this was for uh, the twenty-twelve days. But I, I just uh, uh, sometimes I scare me because I actually remember this stuff, <laughs> and sometimes I scare me because I actually remember this stuff. So
1: that's like what's what's the post that's out there? I, I can remember song lyrics from a song from nineteen eighty-two, but I can't remember why I got off the couch to go in the kitchen.
0: So true. What are we doing here? No, God, I'm sorry. How did I even how did I get in this room? Yeah. Really? Uh unfortunately I don't have driving moments like that, but when I used to commute like a million miles a day, yeah, I would look up and say, Oh shit, where the hell am I?
1: <laughs> That's not making oh. me feel any better, Greg.
0: <laughs> well luckily you're not driving around LA, so you're safe. Yeah, you're right, good. Right. So that's our primary news part of the show. We have one more um, ALM Rangers thing that we'll talk about at the end of the show as we do with all the ALM Rangers stuff. But uh, I wanted to do a brief look back at uh, 2016 for Radio TFS. And that was a pretty awesome year. I I don't want to, you know... My own horn, but uh we got into a nice solid cadence of shows i, I think last year was that we released more shows last year than any other time in our history um and, and, but more importantly, we had some awesome guests uh The first one I want to call out is this guy named Josh Garverick, and exactly. we had him on the show February eighteenth episode one oh seven I don't and remember look that at what one. happened. I don't remember that one. <laughs> Was I on the show? That's so weird. <laughs> That's when it all started going down man.
1: Yeah, time. right? Ratings are just in the tank. <laughs> That's terrible. I feel semi feel to blame for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, not at all. I don't in the least bit feel that way. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Indeed.
0: But yeah, we started off the show, episode 104. January 7th, and today we're doing episode 128. That's a nice cadence, man. That's 24 shows. That's once every two weeks almost exactly. It's funny how that works.
1: That's mm-hmm. yeah, tough to pull off too, especially with as many people as we have and, and having them geographically dispersed too. That's that's not an easy feat to, to get people together for that type of stuff. So it's nice to see that there's you know, a good constant, at least mostly constant, uh, cadence to getting this stuff out, which is
0: nice. hmm Okay. and um, so as you look back and, and we're, I'm going to call out each one of the guests and, and make sure we name drop them all because you know, we can mm-hmm. uh, but uh, who who would you think your favorite guest was oh geez that's tough they're also awesome <laughs> um, I, suck, up. I know, suck up I
1: know right <laughs> so just from the pure um, nerd standpoint and from the Oh my God, I can't believe how smart you are standpoint. The Steve Borg episode about the agile intelligence stuff, the amount of just, I don't even know where to begin with, you know, the Monte Carlo stuff and and just the way that he talks about, um, using AI and using, um, machine learning. That's what I meant to say was machine learning, not AI. Um, and just mathematically the amount of stuff that he gets into, it's just like, oh, oh, Oh man, that's amazing. Um, I always like Derek, Derek Keeler. Um, he cracks me up, hands down. Probably one of the funnier people I've, I've run across in a long time. Smart as, as heck too, so that's always good. Um, let's see. Everybody else? I mean, I don't know about that that Josh guy. He's weird. <laughs> it smells like cheese. It's not good. Um, <laughs>
0: Dude, you're sharing a little. <laughs>
1: well i didn't tell you what kind i mean at least i kept it ambiguous (coughs)
0: i'll let
1: i'll let you draw that i'll let you draw that conclusion yeah yeah (laughs) but i mean i mean i can't knock any one of them everyone has an amazing breadth and depth of knowledge on stuff and you know everyone has contributed immensely to the overall radio tfs archives and you can't ask for much more than that.
0: No, no, I, I, I have to, you know, put it on my fanboy hat, and I, I think the tenth uh, birthday for TFS with Brian Harry that that was uh, that was my favorite uh, of the year. I think just because it's, man, dude, it's Brian Harry. Yeah, right. I, I, and he's so laid back and so cool, and, and you know he was just—he you know, doesn't know me from Adam. Uh, but he was so you know very gracious and uh, just friendly, and you know, we had to go through his as admin assistant to get time. But uh, beyond that,
1: it's a small price to pay, man.
0: <laughs> Ten years at TFS—it doesn't seems like a lot longer and a lot less, doesn't
1: it? Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. It's hard to believe.
0: Yeah. One of the other ones that I wanted to, to call out was de um, DeCourt. He was so concerned about his uh, um, English as a second language, mm-hmm. you know, that, that he wasn't able – you know, he wasn't communicating well or anything else. He was so very concerned about that. But he was great on the show. That was a great show. You just could not really tell. I swear he, his pronunciation and his, you know, vocabulary was better than mine. Not hard, but <laughs> –
1: Again, that's all relative, I suppose. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean Vulture's really, really smart, and I, I worked with him quite a bit. on um, Ranger stuff, plus on uh, I, I tech reviewed his his book as well, and you know he's he's also always very concerned about that. Even with like doing the copy edit stuff, he's like, "Does this sound right? Is this?" I'm like, "You're fine. You're good, man. It's it's all gravy." So yeah. He's definitely a, he's definitely a keeper as they say yeah.
0: um, one of the I think one of the funnier ones we we, we had on was just Jesse, Jesse howing mm-hmm. and who had a professed love for reg, regular expressions
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a that's a fan club of one right there by the way
0: <laughs> yeah no I I what's that got to say about you that you're I mean, oh I, let me put that in a positive way uh, that you're' <laughs> You have an extremely good memory, and uh, pattern matching is your life, I guess. But, uh, yeah, that and that was a good show. We did that uh, 20th, January 20th, mm-hmm. episode number 105, we had Jesse on. Yeah, I think uh, while we've had Microsoft and we've had ALM Rangers and, you know, just general devs, guys like you and I on the show, that mix, I've loved being able to have that kind of mix of people like Brian Harry and people like – <laughs> Bagging on Jess, uh, on uh, that Josh Garverick guy, but uh, people like him.
1: <laughs> That's okay. No offense taken.
0: <laughs> uh, another one I had to laugh. We had uh, Chris Patterson on, who was talking about, we had him on to talk about the new agents
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, how they were rewritten. And, and for the entire, basically two thirds of the show, three quarters of the show, and even during the prep and setup, I had forgotten that we had Chris on previously. So I was treating him like a new host. I was (laughs) just, you know, I say, it's okay, Chris. You don't have to worry about it. Here's how we do this. He's like, you know, I was on before, Greg. (laughs) Duh. Damn it. And it was like a, just a year to the day previously. We had him on episode 118 January 20th 2016 and his the previous show he was on was episode 94. It was uh, uh I said did I say January 20th July 20th yeah. and we had him on July 30th 2015. So uh, literally like you know a year and 10 days.
1: Uh you just can't catch a break, bub.
0: No, but that's okay. <laughs> we had a good laugh. Yeah. I think I'm meacopied. I I apologize. Over here too, you know what? It's hard being as stupid as I am. It's a skill, actually. Well, well-refined
1: skill that has been cultivated over many years of uh, things. I lost my train of thought there. Sorry.
0: Uh, that's okay. Uh, who else do you think? Do, do you remember that was a good interviewee or stood out for you? Everybody was a good interviewee. Don't get me wrong.
1: Right. Um, I always like... I always like listening to and talking with Richard Fennell. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got a unique perspective, and I happen to be a very big fan of kind of, uh, I don't, don't want to say British humor, but the the mannerisms and the the, the cadence in which, you know, uh, folks, ha- this is just terrible. I'm just going to stop because it's just, <laughs> no matter what I say, it's just going to sound stupid.
0: No, here's what you say. I like the way you is talk, that- man. The the three of us had a great time at the MVP Summit uh, party, mm-hmm. attendee party. We did. Yeah. You know, we drank a number of beers and um, he was great to, to hang out with.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate, like, I, I like his perspective on things and the way he, he approaches things and, and words things cracks me up. And I, I like that really dry sense of humor. So, you know, when he's, <laughs> no, when he's, you, but am I doing it again?
0: <laughs> Shit. Stupid flag! I thought I reset that. Man. I'm gonna
1: have to check the preconditions on this one. You didn't put a fragment. That's the problem.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. So we were talking about Richard and uh, his sense of humor and his take, and uh, yeah, he was a good he was a good guy having on. Mm-hmm. And I think let me see, Richard, Richard. I don't have him as being. I think we only had him on the once. Oh, well, that's not right. I should get him back on. So we also had the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend in his own mind, Brian Keller. And uh, uh, just having him on again was great because, you know, you you can't go anywhere in our world without the, you know, BKVM coming up, even though it's been renamed and repurposed and has gone beyond that. But uh, uh, having Brian on again was great.
1: Well, it's definitely, it's a huge legacy to leave and and the amount of of utility that we've gotten out of whether you want to call it the BKVM or, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, that's just a huge contribution and it's, it's helped lay the groundwork for so many things and it continues to be a, a fantastic resource for people, um, regardless of name, I <laughs> think just in, you know, just by virtue of what it entails, it's, it's fantastic. So you can't say enough, but you can't say enough good things about that.
0: We had other people on, too. We had um, Tarun Aurora Tarun getting your name right. I will, who we've talked about innumerable times uh, on the show. Uh, he he was the one who introduced and we talked about Avignon a lot because mm-hmm. I've seen that name around but hadn't heard a lot about the company and he did a really good job selling <laughs> that company. Um, he is an MVP as well, about a million great posts. He's well traveled too. Um, if you follow him.
1: On the uh, social medias and such, I realize medias is not a word, by the way, for anyone who's fact-checking me right now. Hey,
0: if Bigly can be a word, medias can be a word. Well,
1: too. All right. I'll give you that one. Okay. Um, yeah, he actually, he he goes all over the place. And most of the, you know, half the time I think it's just because. And more power to you, man. If you can do that, do it. I mean, he's he's on a mission, to I, I swear, to get to every single country in the world. Um Constantly changing pictures, like changing, you know, different areas of the world and all that stuff. It's just, it's really outstanding. Um, he takes good pictures to boot, so
0: <laughs> that always helps. Mm-hmm.
1: It does. Uh,
0: we talked a lot about uh, DevOps this last year, too. A lot of DevOps. Funny why I don't know why we would talk a lot about DevOps just because it's the new shiny thing, but we had a uh, Abel Wang on, he was on the uh, August twenty fifth, right? September first episode, episode number one twenty one, and we'll have links to all these episodes in the show notes too, guys. If you want to go back and listen to them, but we talked about the union of people, process, and products, all about DevOps, and, and I think that's if we had to have if you had to pick one theme of the year, you know, one development related theme, it's the year of. You know, I, I would have to vote for either it's the year of GitHub. Or the year of DevOps? What do you think?
1: I would go with DevOps, hands down. I mean, it's it's become so much more uh, pervasive in in the tech culture, and it's it's definitely been buzzworded all the hell. So I think that in and of itself almost nominates it for the most you know noteworthy, I suppose. But um, there's a lot of merit to it, and there's there's a lot of uh, variances within it depending on the goals that you're trying to get to. Uh, I think that. I don't remember who it was that said this, but um, somebody actually said, you know, every time somebody asks me to find DevOps, what is DevOps? And it's like, well, what are you trying to achieve? Because it, 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 it makes a difference. I mean, you could go different directions depending on what your goals are. So, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's the year of DevOps. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what, that's, is that the show title? It could be. Looking back on 26, the year of DevOps. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, better, it's much better than looking back on 2017.
0: <laughs> yeah, nobody else would know this, uh, but uh, um, that's what I titled the show when I sent out the S-plus the the meeting invite, <laughs> looking back on 2017. <laughs> nobody else pushed back on that. Funny. Uh, we had a couple more people. Uh, we had William Smyth on. And he was relatively recent, show 123, uh, September 29th. And we talked about the extensions and extensibility of uh, VSTS. And another great show, another great speaker. He was just – that was an awesome show as well. Mm -hmm. Anytime we had any of these, every one of our guests was an awesome show. I guess that means we have to have more guests on the show, so we have more awesome shows. Uh, Not that just the shows with you and I aren't awesome. That's true, uh, but if we could amplify awesome, why wouldn't we? Awesome plus plus, right? There you go. Oh,
1: <laughs> busting out the double plus.
0: <laughs> uh, and, and he had to, he, we we talked like you know out of the box integrations, and uh, uh, yeah, that was a great great show with him too. And lastly, I don't want to put these guys aside because they were our most recent interviewees, really. Wow, we're kind of falling behind, this, falling behind here. But um, last November, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, about a month ago, uh, episode number one twenty six, we had the guys from Cake, and um, they helped me finally understand what this cake is. Uh, Matthias Carlson and uh, Pratchett Stevenson was on, and and they schooled me on what cake really is, and that was just it. Really was eye opening, and I could I just could not grok it. Before they came on and told me what it was it's like, oh, okay, now I get it. Build orchestration, not a replacing of a whole build system, but the orchestration of all these build processes in code. Mm-hmm. So th- that was the the shining light moment. Shining, the guiding light. The guiding light. Yes. Yeah, it was the light bulb moment. It's like, oh, shit, I finally get it. Wow. Nice. And that was 2016. And all the other shows that we did with the regular hosts. Um, I, I have to thank you, Josh, for coming on, being the, the part of the new crew.
1: Well, thanks for uh, having me.
0: Absolutely. We'll have Gordon on. Gordon Gordon tried to be on today and he was on Skype, but just in the end couldn't make it and talk about time zone differences. Uh, you know, he's still in South Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's a killer time zone difference. Um, Paul was Paul pulled away, but Paul was a great host this year. Uh, Mickey, we had on a couple times, and, and Martin has always been available if nobody else is available. So it's like, oh, is Josh going to be on? Okay, fine. Then I won't be on, <laughs> uh, or something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah it's it, it lends itself to all sorts of conspiracy theories about you know are they really the same person are they two different people one may never know
0: um and now i'm gonna do before we do our final thank yous for the year i, I want to talk about ALM ranger we still don't have our ALM ranger intro music uh but we have a great post from edward fry and we always talk we have a ranger on we say you know what is it like to be a ranger? What does it require to be a ranger? What's the secret sauce of being a ranger? And Edward Fry, oddly enough, wrote up a post, the secret sauce of what makes rangers tick. And he's got a great, it's a relatively short post, but it goes into, you know, if you've been thinking about being an alien ranger, you know, what is the secret sauce about it? You know, what makes a good ranger? And in a word, it's passionate.
1: Mm-hmm. That's probably the most important thing. Um, That's what got me into it in the first place. And uh, that's what continues to draw me in is just not only just my own passion for it, but everyone else that is in the Rangers and working on things, they're all equally more passionate. I suppose there's, you know, you could make arguments for, you know, I've got more passion than you do. (laughs) You know, you could one up it a bit, I suppose, if you really wanted to. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all... Interested in the same thing, which is producing useful um, guidance and and utilities for everybody. So, um, I think we've done a pretty good job in doing that, and having people who are are willing to work in these uh, distributed teams and um, self organizing teams and working on all kinds of, of cool stuff with you know with Willie and Donovan Brown gets in there, and, and there's lots of different people who who uh, contribute ideas. So. You never know who you might be working with.
0: Well, my friend, I think that's a show. I,
1: I know that's a show.
0: <laughs> um, well, how do you guys give us your feedback? You know, how do you let us know how we did in 2016? Yeah. Send us an email at radio tfs at outlook.com, or if that's not working, radio tfs at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at radio tfs. We're on Facebook slash radio tfs. We got the voicemail. We got to use it, otherwise, they're going to sh- shut it off. It's area co- it's one, area code four, two, five, two, three, three, eight, three, seven, nine. And uh, Josh, I want to thank you for an awesome year. Thank you again for being a becoming part of our regular co host pool. Thanks for giving me the warm radio tfs hug. <laughs> We weren't going to tell everybody about that. You know, that was after that was after that party. But I'm so, but I'm so happy about it. How can I not socialize it? (laughs) Uh, But more importantly, you know what? I want to, Thank you guys, you girls, you people, you individuals, you human beings and non-human beings uh, for listening to Rio TFS. This show would be nothing without you, without your feedback, without your uh, listens, without your comments. Um, I really want to thank all the MVPs who, who came up and you know gave me a high five at the MVP summit. Uh, but it's all about you guys. So uh, thank you. Have a very safe holiday, have an awesome new year, and we'll see you in January 2016. Thank you for listening to Radio TFS.